De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and Chief Outsider CMO, Doug Bell. And today we're going to talk about how to improve seller agility and tools and frameworks to support agility. Joining us is Michelle Vizana, who is the CEO at Vantage Point Performance, which is on a mission to continue their legacy of research and innovation expanding their footprint to enable the sales force in new and impactful ways. And today, Michelle and I are going to dig in and talk about what is situational agility. Okay, here's my conversation with Michelle Bazana, the CEO at Vantage Point Performance. Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Doug. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on board. I love the topic. Let's talk about what agility is. So I got sort of a, a compound question for you to start things off. Hopefully you've had lots of coffee this morning. So really, <laughs> what is agility? What does that mean, right? And then how is that different for a seller versus a manager of sellers? Okay, so agility really means the ability to read a situation and pivot and make good decisions in the situation, execute those decisions, and then monitor reaction and feedback. So you can think of agility in sports. You can think of agility in emergency medicine. You can think of agility in the military, a fighter pilot. It's really the same thing in sales. So sales agility is the ability to assess the situation you're facing, choose the best course of action based on that situation, and then execute that choice effectively, continually monitoring changes in the situation. That's how we define agility. Okay. I think I have a decent idea of what agility means for a seller. What does it mean for a sales leader and making sure that their team is agile? And how can they recognize maybe when their team doesn't have the agility they need? So there's actually two kinds of agility that are important to a sales manager. One of the types of agility is really inherent in their role, which is the ability to ensure that seller execution, that seller activity is directly and meaningfully aligned to organizational KPIs and results, right? So as strategy changes, as KPIs adjust and change, seller execution has to change accordingly. And the frontline sales manager is the position to be able to orient and create clarity of task for seller activity. And so that organizational level of agility is really the heart of the sales manager taking organizational strategy and then interpreting that and turning that into field level execution and being able to pivot when the strategy changes or marketplace conditions change. So that's a little bit more about agility and direction setting to keep execution on point. The other type of agility that sales managers need is the understanding that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to effective selling. So sellers face different buying situations, and those different buying situations have different factors that, that matter, and they require different approaches. So an effective sales manager who's going to drive agility within their team has to understand what are the different situations that my sellers face, 
and what are the approaches that best match those situations to drive the best buying experience and the best outcome for both buyer and seller. And it's this idea of different strategies fitting different situations that's really the seminal point here. Let's talk about the before and after, if we will. Let's say that we have sales organization that's performing well, but there are gaps. I would guess this is really, Michelle, where you come in and, and where your books come into play. What are some of the symptoms of an organization that lacks that agility? What are some of the metrics I can use to go, yeah, I think I have a problem as a sales leader in terms of agility. Are, are we seeing things like longer deal cycles, lower price points? You know, Are we seeing sort of early indicators that potentially there's a challenge we need to address? Typically, stalled deals is a, is a key indicator. Deals that seem to languish and where they're not necessarily lost to competition, but they just languish. And that typically has to do with poor deal qualification, which is sort of an early cycle, early stage thing. And by teaching sellers sales agility, really teaching them how to accurately assess the buying situation they face, it just leads to better qualification. And better qualification leads to deals that are shaped more effectively and and more uh, attractively (laughs) for the seller's solutions, reduce the cycle time and does all manner of good things in the pipeline. So how would we go about, and that makes tons of sense, right? As a seller, you know, we know when our deals are grinding down, we understand where we're losing momentum, but quite often we have no idea what the causal factor is, right? And then as a sales leader, it could be a million things, but typically we start getting an idea when we have a problem. I think recently it was vendor.com who acts on behalf of SaaS organizations in the purchasing of new SaaS applications. It said that the average deal cycle had really gone up tremendously in uh, Q1, continuing the trend that occurred in Q4. In other words, the market itself is creating a scenario where people have less budget and less kind of authority control, and that's extending the sales cycle. We're not talking about that. That's really right. That's right. economic pressure, seasonality, that's right. typically that's causing that's this. Right. This is just not having the sales team organized in the way and having the tools that are appropriate to let them adjust and go. So the thing I'm really curious about is what are the different scenarios that sellers potentially find themselves in where they need to think differently? In other words, what are the scenarios you mentioned earlier where agility has a different approach depending on the situation? So just give us maybe a couple examples, Michelle. Here's an example. We have in the training that we do based on the research that we've done, we have what we call situation archetypes. And these situation archetypes are common buying situations that we see across industries. And an example of an archetype would be a confused customer. And that would be someone who is fairly early in their buying process, but they don't have a clear understanding of the problem they're facing or the causes of that problem. So they might have a blind spot there. And that requires a very different approach, say, to a customer who is a savvy shopper. And a savvy shopper is someone who is at least halfway through their buying process. They know what they want. They've narrowed it down to a list of three or four vendors, and they're really looking to get the best offering based on the criteria that they've shared. So they're very informed, they're very educated, they know what they want, and they just want to see what the competitive differentiators are to make the best choice. You can contrast that with a a financial buyer who knows exactly what they want, probably knows who they want to do business with, and is looking for that supplier to help them build a strong ROI or business case in order to justify that solution internally. So these are just a couple of different scenarios that we find pretty commonly across sales forces, even in different industries. And there are more, but those just, you know, you ask for a sampling and that's a sampling and each of those would require a different approach. So if you've got a confused customer that might have a blind spot, 
you might have to use a more disruptive or challenging approach to deliver insights and help them think differently. For the shopper that's looking to build a business case, you might want to use a very strong financial strategy building an ROI scenario for them, right? Providing financial justification, looking at opportunity cost, and that sort of thing. If you have the, the savvy shopper, you're going to want to really go in there and plan to win and have strong competitive differentiation and be able to help the buyer make sense of how your solution fits differently than other competing alternatives they're considering. So those are examples of how the sales approach would need to change. So I can see how each of those scenarios would ask a seller to be agile in different ways. But I'd also guess, Michelle, what we're really talking about here is the role of the seller changes as well. You talked about confused customers. My guess is these are folks maybe, and we're going to use the paradigm of where folks are in the buying cycle, right? So I would guess you're going to see a lot more confused customers earlier in the buying cycle, whereas you're going to see sort of more savvy shoppers later in the buying cycle. In other words, your savvy shopper at some point was a confused customer, right? And so the role that salesperson, I would guess, would be to act as really an agent of knowledge and education for the confused customer, whereas you've got more of a traditional sales motion happening for the savvy shopper. I'm differentiating, talking about value points, I'm talking about pricing as it applies appropriately. I'm making sure that that customer understands why my solution is best. So you bring up a really interesting point, Doug, and there are tactics that sellers need to use across the sales process, across the buying journey, say. And although certain tactics fit more appropriately in certain stages of that journey, those tactics really are interchangeable, even within strategies. So for example, if I come in late to a, to a buying process, and this buyer is hell-bent on buying a one-size-fits-all sales methodology, and they might be looking at a consultative selling approach. And, you know, I happen to know that in their industry, you know, there's a lot of variation. There's a lot of change in buying patterns and buying behaviors. I would then probably need to go in and provide some insight and disrupt that thinking and help the buyer see that differently. See that one approach, that consultative approach is probably highly effective about 25% of the time. But the other 75% of the time, it's probably not a good fit. What's going to happen then? Right. I, mean, I might need to create some insight around the research that shows the highest performing sellers are the least likely to adopt your one-size-fits-all methodology. They're the ones that fit the approach to the situation regardless of how they were trained. The ones that are more likely to use your one-size-fits-all standard approach are your average performers. So when you're training them in one approach, you're basically training them to be average, which is kind of a tough message. And I feel like it's likely selling managers are training people to be highly effective at the bottom of the funnel, if you will. So at the point where we're, what do we say? It is the, I believe it's called the crucible, depending on the sales methodology you're talking about. Like we're teaching people to be highly effective there. And it's likely we're losing lots of prospects along the way because, you know, at the end of the day, that methodology is not going to work well for the nurturing phase where it's much more about education. Yeah. And it's, it's not that a one size fits all methodology is bad. It's not what I'm saying at all. I mean, consultative selling is kind of the, it's the foundation for everything. You can't really pivot to a different strategy if you don't understand what, what you're facing. So consultative selling really is sort of the, the heartbeat of effective selling. But where sellers run into trouble is when they don't recognize changes in the buying situation that require a pivot in their approach based on buyer preference or buyer behavior. So when a buyer gets worried or when a buyer starts you know, getting exposed to some new information from a competitor that might confuse them. You have to pivot and address that. You can't just rely on your, your typical tactics 
that would get you from point one to point two to point three. You have to be able to pivot back and forth from early stage to late stage tactics. And you have to be able to pivot to tactics within different strategies, depending again upon the nature of the buying situation and changes in the buying situation. So I have to say, I feel like the ability to put our sellers and our selling leaders in a position to be successful, whether it's agility, whether it's you know coming from the RevOps initiatives, better infrastructure, better data, better timing for that data. I feel like there's uh, something we're missing in this conversation to some degree, Michelle, which is that the environment has changed so dramatically for sellers over the last three years. And I'm not going to use the P word here, but would just say the difference between pre-2020 and today, it feels like it accelerated a lot of these forces that sellers were experiencing. And I'll, I'll name one, which I think really is driving a lot of the need for thought leaders like you and books like yours coming out. I want to talk about that in a second. And that is that less and less of the buyer's journey is exposed to the seller. It used to be fairly normal for a seller to meet in person with a prospect early on in the selling cycle. Those buyers are doing most the education, which gets us back to this idea of, say, the confused prospect, really, versus the savvy prospect. So I would love to hear from you just how has that selling environment changed? And is it putting additional pressure on things like having greater agility? So the buyer is is in charge more than they've ever been, right? They're armed with a ton of good quality information. If, according to Gartner, buyers are saying that they're receiving a tremendous amount of high quality information. The problem is that much of it is conflicting. So if you go on the Vantage Point website and you watch some of our videos or you read one of our white papers, then you might go to one of our competitors' websites and you might read something very different. And both look highly credible. And both say they're based on research. Well, what's a buyer to do? So there's this confusion that buyers are experiencing. And the most recent Gartner research shows that the sellers that are the most effective not only understand their own solutions and how those solutions meet buyer requirements, they understand the landscape that their buyers are facing, not just with competitors, but with industry analysts, you know, industry reports. You know, they have to sit back and look across the types of information their buyers are likely to access and then how to help their buyers process that information and narrow the field of play because buyers are overwhelmed. And sellers that come in with their pitch and only think about their pitch are not helping the buyer. All they're doing is cementing the confusion. So the sellers that are the most effective today are the ones that not only understand what they bring to the party and what the buyer is looking for, because that's kind of table stakes. They also look much farther along the landscape to see what else is out there that this buyer is likely to experience and consume that's going to impact how they think. I want to take a beat here, folks, and I, and I want to make it super clear what we were just talking about, because I think this is really important. What we're saying right now is that the most effective sellers, and this is, again, Gartner's research, not just Michelle and I bouncing ideas off each other, are the people that see things from the perspective of the buyers. In other words, they profoundly understand the landscape in which the buyers operate more so than the buyers do themselves, meaning they have that context. And because they have that context, they can be better guides and therefore they're more effective salespeople. So I think that's something I just want to, wanted to pause on real quick and make sure people understand. That's a big, big deal because we're constantly looking for ways to put our sellers in a position where they're successful and boy, there's a lot of information that's coming at them, a lot of methodologies, a lot of tools, a lot of different ways to think about it. So if we could just anchor that in that one idea, walk in the shoes of your buyer and be aware of their context, and that makes you a more effective seller. Michelle, I want to learn a bit more about what you've learned from Gartner and how they really kind of express that challenge. You know, what's really interesting, Doug, is that 
it's almost like our research and Gartner's research are, are about a year apart. <laughs> so we did all this research on sales agility over the last five to six years. And, you know, we learned that the most effective salespeople are situationally agile. They adapt, they understand the buying situation and shift their approach and adjust. And in, in a Gartner conference that some of our salespeople went to this past year in 2022, one of Gartner's main themes was this theme of situational awareness and situational tuning. And they define situational awareness as understanding the factors that are driving the buyer's journey and then situational tuning as a way for sellers to adjust and adapt their approach based on what they're uncovering with the buyer. And we had already reached that same conclusion, right? We call it situational intelligence and situational readiness, right? And so we have, we've already had frameworks in place that support what we just learned from Gartner that was very much validating to the research that we did. In addition, we did some additional research over the last two years around the importance of the buying journey and how important it is for sellers to understand buying stage, buyer's objectives at different buying stages, what the motivators are, what the emotions are that they're likely to experience, and then how to navigate that. And of course, last year, Gartner came out with some more information about the importance of the emotional aspects of the buying journey and the importance of empathy. So it's so funny how these two research streams just keep aligning again and again around the same key themes, right? Try to help your buyer avoid confusion, understand the situation, tune your approach to that situation, understand the buying journey and the emotions that are involved, and be empathetic as you help that buyer along their journey. All the same things. In retrospect, meaning I'm hearing, let's pretend for a minute I'm hearing this for the first time. It just makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, tremendous amount of research goes into it, but it's one of the situations where the research goes in and the product that comes out, you go, gosh, that just makes a ton of sense. That's what we should always have been doing. Well, we're, we're going to call Gartner right now and say, stop stealing your stuff. Uh, Michelle, but <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure they would agree. <laughs> I'm sure that would not go over well at all. So let's not do that. So you've got a book coming out. Tell us about the book. Yes. So we have a book coming out in May being published by McGraw-Hill. It's our third book. And it's called The Sales Agility Code, Deploy Situational Fluency to Win More Sales. And it's all about our research journey over the last 12 years into sales agility, and it actually addresses three different levels of agility within the Salesforce Doug. It addresses what I alluded to earlier around organizational agility, the ability of sales managers and leaders to ensure that they align frontline sales execution to organizational goals. And as those goals and strategies change, execution must change. So it includes the research into organizational agility and how the most effective sales managers are agile in the way they lead their teams. It includes foundational agility, which was some of our more recent research, it really identifies the fact that consultative selling is not just one of the four patterns of selling behavior. It actually forms the foundation and the pivot point for the other three, disruptive, competitive, and financial. And there was a whole bunch of hoo-ha about consultative selling being dead. You know, when Challenger came out and value selling and all this stuff. And we found in our research, not only is it not dead, it's the foundation for everything. So if you don't have those core skills around consultative selling, you're not going to be able to raise to a level of agility that's going to be meaningful. So we found organizational agility for sales managers and leaders, foundational agility as sort of the sort of the, the, the training wheels and the necessary foundation to that next level of agility that which we call situational sales agility, which is the idea of Understanding the buying factors in addition to the buying journey, there's other buying factors at play, understanding all those buying factors to be able to get an accurate read on that buying situation 
and then selecting which of the four strategies are most appropriate for the situation you face, then executing the tactics within that strategy and continually monitoring for feedback and changes in that buying situation. So all these levels of agility come together to create an agile sales force. And that's what the book unpacks. Coming out in May of 2023. Correct. It's available for pre-order now on Amazon. <laughs> well, there we go. You answered my question before I asked it. So go to Amazon. Give us the title of the book one more time. The Sales Agility Code, Deploy Situational Fluency to Win More Sales. All right. You heard it, folks. Michelle, really appreciate you being on. Learned a ton about sales agility. And guess what? Gartner, they're getting a call from you sometime soon. <laughs> I already know them very well over there, so I'm good with that. <laughs> Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Michelle Vizana, CEO at Vantage Point Performance, for joining us in part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow. Michelle and I are going to dig in and talk about tools and frameworks for sales managers. If you can't wait until our next episode, would like to learn more about Michelle, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit her company website at vantagepointperformance.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to revgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Insta, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself. <laughs>